Today. 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 Today with Jeff Vines. Twice every weekday on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Let's take a few minutes to capture some Christian perspectives about the current status of happenings in the United States and perhaps more broadly throughout the West. More and more there is a polarization of left and right or progressives and conservatives. The recent midterm elections in the US cemented that divide. Donald Trump, of course, largely blamed in the media for the lack of unity but it may go deeper than singular personalities. Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations has been monitoring developments in the growing divides happening in the US and in other nations too and looking to make sense of the developments from a biblical point of view. Dr. Camille Majdali joining us from the UK. Hello, Camille. Welcome back. Good to talk to you again, Neil. Camille, let's talk about the U.S. primarily, and we'll have one eye on Australia and one eye on other nations who are that are Western nations as well. Uh, but criticisms about Donald Trump as the personality that's causing the divides, uh, is that a fair assessment, or are we looking at deeper issues here? Well, I guess it depends when did this divide happen. And what role did Mr. Trump play? Was America united when he became president and he just came and messed it all up? Or was America already divided and he played a role at least in putting his agenda forth, which is to make America great again? It's a nationalistic agenda, but it's also a restorative agenda that the things that made America great in the past still apply, and therefore we need to bring those things back. Now, of course, if you're on the other side of the divide, in this case the progressive or left-wing or liberal side, you will see this as a great affront and you will resist it. So uh, to say that somehow America was united and Mr. Trump divided it is simplistic and no, I don't agree with that at all. The analogy I often use is there's already a hornet's nest called the culture war, and Mr. Trump has been the stick poking and prodding into that hornet's nest and causing the hornets to be madder than usual. But let's not forget that in the time of Obama, Bush before him, Clinton before him, there was great, great polarization and divide, especially with the previous two, the Clinton and Bush. Obama was a little bit different only because of identity politics, and there was less resistance because one could be branded bigoted and racist and so on against the first African-American president. But even even with him, racial tension accelerated under the time of Obama. So, frankly, I mean, to say that Mr. Trump caused it all is not really correct. Mainstream media coverage is almost all negative uh, to Donald Trump, and he seems to revel in that. But what are your thoughts on the fact that there is such negative press coverage for virtually everything he does? 
Look, uh, they did a survey, I believe it was an objective survey, and it came up with about a 95% negative rating on coverage of Donald Trump. And amazingly, there was a voice unexpectedly, paradoxically, that agreed with that assessment, and that's 94-year-old former President Jimmy Carter, who, of course, was from the Democratic Party and the progressive side, and he even said the same thing. He said that the press is giving Donald Trump a far harder time than anybody else, and every president apparently gets scrutinized by the press, that they're meant to be, but some get more favorable coverage than others. In Trump's case, not. and apparently what even more amazing is Fox News, which is considered conservative or balanced. In fact, their motto is fair and balanced. 73% negative coverage on Donald Trump. <laughs> so, you know, you can't win for losing kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, even despite that, remember, Mr. Trump does have a voice. He doesn't just have a voice in public pronouncements. He has a voice on Twitter, and apparently he's getting through his message. And as Michael Brown, who eloquently and very positively writes, again, again, Mr. Trump controls the media more than they control him. Camille, we often talk about the things that might mark the divide, things like secularization, all those other issues like abortion on demand or the redefinition of marriage. Uh, but these things are a part of and it's seemingly an intensifying outright resistance to Christian values. Is the idea of a culture war a, a prism in which you can make sense of that happening? Absolutely. Now, in my recent Understanding the Times Australia-wide tour, I emphasized this from the very beginning of my message. If you want to understand today's headlines, please understand we're in a culture war. And basically, it's for the heart and soul of Western civilization. Now, Western civilization is comprised of Greco-Roman, Judeo-Christian. And it's particularly the Judeo-Christian aspect that the far left wants to eliminate from the public square. That's why they hate people like Michael Pence. Now, Michael Pence is everything that Donald Trump is not. He's saintly. He's gentlemanly. He's not a street fighter in a suit. He's uh, very Christian. But the left probably hate him even more than Trump. Remember, Trump was a reality TV star. They all liked him. They liked the donations he gave. He, he was one of them. But Trump turned and pursued a conservative agenda, and so he's hated. But Michael Pence, the vice president, probably even more than Trump. So yes, there is a war in the culture, and elections by themselves don't change it. But Christian people especially should understand, ultimately this is a spiritual issue, and the only way to fight it ultimately is with spiritual weapons, with prayer, intercession, being informed, and where the Holy Spirit leads, being involved. Camille, there is a sense, isn't there, in which we're seeing a level of leadership not seen for a long time because the progressive agenda has moved to very much more solidly those things that are quite anti-Christian, that tend to rub us up the wrong way if we're looking at a biblical view of life. So when you have someone like Donald Trump who is standing up to that agenda, fighting back in that sense, what does it say to us 
uh, ordinary Christian believers about the sort of things that we ought to uh, take some inspiration from? Anything of value is worth fighting for. And faith is worth fighting for. Family is worth fighting for. The future is worth fighting for. One of the lessons of Donald Trump, which again gets obscured by media coverage, and that's why people have to, especially in Fairgo, Australia, Fairgo, look around, get all kinds of sources, be discerning, don't be gullible. But the thing is that if it's worth of value to you, then it's worth fighting for. Mr. Trump has been a role model for the Senate Republicans and for Brett Kavanaugh during that confirmation battle, which is what it was. He taught them to fight back, just as he fights back. And I believe that we are called to fight the good fight of faith. And if we fight the good fight of faith, the biblical way, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we will win. This is beyond politics. It's spiritual, and we believe that God wants to bless the nation and bless the West. That's his will, but he can't do it without our cooperation. And so rather than trying to retreat into our four walls and safe space, it's not going to work anymore. This whole thing will come into the safe space and destroy. So what we need to do is learn the lesson, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the Church, be guided by the Word, and fight the good fight of faith. Everybody will win, except the devil, when we do. Now, the recent midterm elections, in which the Democrats won back the House, uh, the Republicans maintained uh, their majority in the Senate. Uh, what will this mean, do you think, for the next two years for Donald Trump in the lead-up to the next presidential election? Well, I believe with the Democrats taking the House, there'll be a big fight. I don't believe they're going to listen to the words of wisdom from their own strategists that say to legislate, not investigate, because that's what the House does. They investigate, they have committees, they subpoena people, and the rhetoric coming out of the House Democrats has not been reassuring. It's, it's more combative, it's more confrontational, it's like a mega version of the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings. Now, Mr. Trump, of course, will fight. Mr. Trump may inspire others to do fighting as well. And that may be a good thing, because we don't need wimpy leadership in times like this. If he's clever, he will leverage the fight in his favor so that it does put him in a better position of getting reelected. And, of course, if the economy keeps doing as well as it has been under his watch, that will be a big help. It usually is. But uh, I don't expect the Democrats to, at this point, not from the rhetoric they're giving, to just let's... Let's work together for the good of the country, and let's put a good agenda, infrastructure, uh, tax relief, uh, immigration reform. That's what they should be focusing on, but that's not what we're hearing so far. Let's pray that I'm wrong, and, and can, we, can I say, let's just pray anyway, because we want good for America, we want good for Australia, and what happens in America does affect the rest of the world. So, yeah, I do believe there'll be a fight on. But it could be a clean fight, or it can be dirty. Time will tell. 
Well, Dr. Camille Majdali, always appreciate your insights into international issues like this and making sense of all of the struggles that are going on in the United States and more broadly in Western nations, including Australia, by way of looking at things through the prism of understanding a culture war. Let me point people to the Teach All Nations website. Simply Google Teach All Nations or go to tan.org.au. Camille, thanks for being with us once again today on 2020. Pleasure, Neil. Talk to you again soon. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.